Hey, my name's Ben Simmons. Not the one that quit on the 76ers, but the one who's going to be living in his parents' basement until he's 40. I want to tell you about Mama Fuku noodles. They've changed my life. Have you ever been hungry in the middle of the night, only it's 2 a.m. and you ran out of Hot Pockets? Have you ever been home at 7 p.m. and you realize no one's cooking for you and you're on your own? Have you ever eaten great ramen and said, that was good, but man, I wish someone would make me great noodles. Well, Momofuku noodles is the ramen for you. I'm addicted to them, just like the other Ben Simmons is addicted to missing free throws, passing up dunks, and quitting on his team. Get Momofuku noodles from my friend David Chang, wherever you buy your life-changing ramen. This episode is brought to you by Pure Leaf Iced Tea. Great iced tea takes you somewhere else, like new Pure Leaf Blackberry Iced Tea that we have here at the Spotify Studios and drink quite a bit, where unexpectedly blackberry flavor transports you to a very delicious place. So refreshing you may never want to leave. You will eventually have to, though. But take your time. Try new Pure Leaf Blackberry Iced Tea. Visit Amazon.com slash Pure Leaf and enter 20 Pure Leaf. That's 20 Pure Leaf for 20% off your purchase of new Pure Leaf Blackberry Iced Tea. This episode is brought to you by Vital Farms. No matter how you like your eggs scrambled, over easy, or sunny side up, the people at Vital Farms believe in one thing, keeping it bullshit free. That's why their pasture-raised eggs come from hens who each have over 108 square feet of space to roam and forage all year round. So you can spend less time questioning your food and more time enjoying it. Look for Vital Farms in your grocery store and learn more at vitalfarms.com. Vital Farms, keeping it bullshit free. The Dave Chang Show, part of the Ringer Podcast Network, presented by Major Demo Media. Thank you, Yola Tango, as always. Yola Tango is on tour, as many bands are. So go check them out. Go buy tickets. Go support some live music. You know what else needs supporting is our um, wheel of death uh, (laughs) constraint. Are you the master of your domain, Chris Yang? I'm still I'm still the master of my domain, although it doesn't really feel like I'm the master of anything. It feels like I'm subject to the whims of everything around me. I think I'm still technically the master of my domain, although I, uh, <laughs> we'll get into it. We'll get into it. Uh, Noelle, are you the master of your domain? Mm, I don't think so. <laughs> I don't think so, guys. <laughs> Dave, you often talk about like Noel's different different kinds of like mm, mm, and like having to interpret them. That one was very clear. That was There's a no real interpretation clear. needed. Mm. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> we'll get into it. I'm very nervous about this recording specifically, but yes, we'll talk about it. <laughs> well, now we know. Now we know the hands that we have to play this uh, this this episode. <laughs> I don't have to wait for the river card to, to, to drop to <laughs> yeah. do my bets. But um, poor Noel had to do all MREs or, or ready-to-eat, freeze-dried, shelf-stable food. Chris Ying and I chose um, no sugar, which is ultimately some version of keto Atkins diet, more or less. Mm-hmm. And I think it was very hard to pull off with the Super Bowl. Again, I didn't even really watch it. Number one, this is uh, football is becoming something I, I'm watching less and less, but watching more and more on social media. I don't watch football, mm. but I seem to watch a lot of it on social media. I see all the <laughs> clips. Mm-hmm. I didn't mm-hmm. watch the halftime episode. Uh, we went to a friend's house yesterday uh, so Hugo could have a play date and we left before halftime, but uh, not before I got to taste some insanely tasty dry rubbed uh, ribs from Adam Perry Lang, uh, who, who was cooking ooh, some of the ooh. food. We left. We left before the pastrami, and there were three instances where I may have broken my my oath to all of you guys, but this is where we oh. should talk about it. Uh, I didn't tell people I was on this strange diet, and Adam was making pastrami for halftime. We were leaving, and he's like, I, got, I found this new baker. You got to try it. It's great rye, and he shoved it into my mouth. He literally just put it into my mouth. I chewed, and then I, I, I it tasted good, so I spit it out. <laughs> Wait, wait, wait. What does the spit out look like? Yeah. Was it spit out a private spit out? Did you spit out in no, front of him? Right around, Did you right turn around, away? No, no, I, I turn around. I turn around right into the garbage. Right into the garbage. <laughs> he didn't even see it. Oh, man. I like to imagine oh. that he did see it. And he's just like, no. what the fuck was that? <laughs> and I gave the rest of it to Hugo, who, who's a big fan of rye bread. So 
in general for my week up to the Super Bowl, the first 24 hours was was really hard. Um, I was so unhappy, more ha- unhappy than my traditional, normal, miserable existence in life. Um, <laughs> I was so irritable, more more irritable than normal. <laughs> that part was really surprising. I, I got hit by the same thing. Were you surprised? I mean, I knew it was going to be hard, but I didn't think there was going to be like an actual physiological like Yeah, the, the, what I was withdrawal. more surprised, Chris, was like, I basically, I felt like I had um, gotten, uh, I drank from a puddle of water outside the street on First <laughs> Avenue. <laughs> like you felt sick, right? Like you felt bad. Yeah. I felt yeah. really bad the first day. Yeah. It was crazy. I mean, my, um, I, my body didn't know what was happening. Yeah. And, 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 and uh, it was a lot of, lot of bathroom breaks. It wasn't, I wasn't, it wasn't good. I didn't know what was happening. Mm-hmm. And then it leveled mm-hmm. out. And then it leveled out. Um, and I, I cooked, I'll, we'll talk more about it. We'll probably post some on our discord. So if you haven't joined our discord, where do they, pe- where do people sign up on our discord channel? I still don't even know. Majordomomedia.com slash discord is the easiest way to get there or link in bio on our Instagram page. There you go. Uh, I'll talk about it there. But, um, for the most part, I got most of my household to join in and 48 hours into it, everyone in my house decided they were not going to follow this. They were like, this is very strict. So someone's eating fruit in the morning. And uh, Grace did it for one meal. She joined me. <laughs> one meal. Solidarity. Solidarity. Um, but for the most part, I've been cooking a lot of f- meat and, and shellfish. So like, I went to H Mart and I, I was like, fuck it. I'm going to buy two Dun- Dungeness crabs for lunch. You know, like... <laughs> You know, yes, you know what I, I ate yesterday? I went to the Alhambra Farmers Market. I bought $56 with the spot prawns that yeah. were loaded with roe. And I was like, fuck it. What? I'm going to cook it. <laughs> and I want to eat it. What? And I, I cooked it. And, and like, I went to a um, Garni meat market in Pasadena. Fantastic. And now I'm like that asshole that goes, hey, is there sugar in that marinade? Is there sugar in this? And they have the ikra, like the Armenian. Is there sugar in this? And they're like, it may taste sweet because we use the really good red pepper. So like, are you sure? You know know what I mean? (laughs) So I've become that asshole and I'm so sorry, but uh, I've been eating a lot of vegetables, but not like cooked. I I don't want to eat raw vegetables in this moment and a lot of meats. I just feel like I'm eating meat and um, nuts, a lot of pistachios, a lot of peanuts, but I can't eat the fucking cashews that I want to eat that are the chili, sugary shit. Mm-hmm. So it's been difficult in terms of the recipes. You know, you know what's missing every time I make something? Sugar. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And uh, I made ceviche. Look, this fucking thing has caused me to make ceviche. I squeezed, <laughs> I squeezed like fucking 20 limes. You know, you know what's like amazing about this? Is like, oh, that's kind of the point. It was kind of the point is like, Breaking out of your your yeah, but when we do shit on this podcast, Chris Ying, it's not supposed to follow <laughs> the script. <laughs> it's not supposed to work. <laughs> I mean, it's not couple, supposed to happen. I think a couple of things that you said are, are have like totally resonate with me. First of all, it's so expensive to to eat this way because you don't have mm-hmm. any cheap staples to get you through. You don't eat the rice, the bread, the pasta. Those are the cheap things that like feed the world. Like I, I actually have like a weird. I don't know if you're this way, Dave. Or Noel, like when I go to the grocery store each week, like I have just like a kind of like internal calculator that's like, I know how much this is going to be. And every single week, I basically buy the same dollar amount of food. And like the last week shopping for this fiasco, like my grocery bills have been double every time because it's like, I'm doing the same thing you are, Taper. I'm just like, oh, I'm hurting so bad. I'm just going to buy some crabs. Fuck it. Yeah. <laughs> like, these are so expensive. <laughs> I'll just buy them. I, I deserve it. I deserve yeah. it for how hard I'm working. You know, you know, yeah. You know what I bought? I bought a fucking, I've never bought this at home, a tomahawk rib, rib, rib <laughs> Yeah, that's the kind of shit wow. you're buying, right? <laughs> I've never huh. bought that. You know why? Because it's like a sucker bet. Yeah, you totally. Know? But it was, totally. it was like a beautiful cut of meat. I was like, oh, fuck, I deserve it. And here's the other thing that's happened. Here's the other fucking thing that's happened in this process. I haven't worked, I've worked out once last week. Usually I, I've, I, I go to like, Three to five times a week. I worked out fucking once. You know why? I don't just. Des- I don't have to work out. I'm so <laughs> fucking clean. 
I don't have to fuck work out. Fuck you. Fuck you working out. I have like the disdain I have for working out. You know what I mean? Like before working out was like, I eat like a fucking pig. You're I right. need to work out. Oh my like, God. The, yeah, working out was like the, the prison that you spend time in for the crime of eating rice. That's yeah. like what working out is. And, and now, now that crimes. I live in California, like I used to hit like 20,000 steps a day in New York City. Now it's like, whoa. And there's no <laughs> guilt of me. Like I got to get moving here. I was like, you know why? I've had nothing, nothing but pure fucking foods. And you know what that pure foods is making me feel? Toxic. <laughs> I feel bad. I mean, have you? Are you reaching my, this point? Man, I'm just. I, I'm so fucking unhappy. I'm so pissed <laughs> about everything. Uh, I, uh. I said to Jamie last night. I was like, because at six thirty every night, I become like the worst fucking human on the planet. Six thirty, I'm just like a fucking nightmare. Because I've just watched everybody eat food. I'm starving. I feel like shit. It's been a long day. I'm putting the kids to bed. It's the hardest part of the whole day. And I was like, the Dave Chang show owes a formal apology to my family. It's <laughs> just like, I'm just a oh, monster. Man. I'm like a horrible monster every single night. The other thing that, I, Dave, I wanted to ask you. I'm so sick of meat. Like, I don't want to eat meat at all anymore. Are you getting meat fatigue? I, cook, I cooked a chuck roast for lunch today. <laughs> A giant four-pound chuck roast, two-bone, like a, it would almost like a, be a seven-bone-in steak. That's a whole other thing we should talk about on our Discord channel because I think that could be the new thing, I think, for people to cook. Um, and it was tremendous. And I used Momo savory salt, and I put in a, 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 a shallow Le Creuset pan, and I seared it off in the morning after I cooked eggs for my, you know, I fucking hate now eggs. And, um, <laughs> I hate eggs. <laughs> And then I popped it uncovered in the oven at eight in the morning at 325 degrees, knowing that it would be done for lunch. And um, after we had our morning meetings, I, I took out the, the fucking giant thing that looked beautiful, sliced it up and took some Taiwanese cabbage and sauteed it in the drippings. And that was lunch. And I looked at the fucking, you know, the spread, but I have to cook rice. And I had made uh, tortellini for Hugo, oh. like frozen tortellini. And I was like, you know what I want? And I won't eat that fucking shitty tortellini. Yep. The, yeah, you know, <laughs> and I have this beautiful cut of meat, and this, and 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 like, I can't. I, I just was so unhappy, and it looked like dinner. It looked yeah. like I was a. It looked like I was like the Rock without looking like the Rock. <laughs> but like, this is what the Rock would eat for like meal five, right? You know, right. of the day, which is like at eleven o'clock. You know, <laughs> and I don't like. I don't like what what is happening here, and and I just wanted everyone to know that. Uh, I'm still in it. I'm still, I think, technically the master of domain. There have been moments, and I'll give you the three moments. One was the rye bread, spit it out. Two was uh, I took Hugo to get boba because he 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 wants to get boba ice cream. So there's a place we can get boba ice cream, and uh, but they didn't have it. So we um, anyway. Long story cut short, I got him a lemon freeze type thing, and I didn't know if it was going to be sour, so I tasted it. For Hugo, without even mm. thinking, you know what I mean, Chris. You know how you do sure, this for sure, kids. Sure, 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 yeah. And I mean, it tasted. I was like, "That tastes good." <laughs> oh wait, oh. oh wait. And then the boba <laughs> shot into my mouth, and I was like, Charles Barkley on my shoulder, being like, "Spit that shit out, <laughs> spit that shit out right now." <laughs> I hate this. I hate this. <laughs> so I'm in the store, and what am I going to do? I have it in my mouth. I have to be honest with this whole fucking challenge. So I had to like wait. Until like I got everything ready and I spit it outside like I had a dip in my mouth like a fucking lunatic. <laughs> this is so bad. Oh, no. The spit oh, no. thing that you've had to do is so insane. And the third one, the third one was again. I'm with some friends and then I look behind the bar and everyone's drinking like beers and stuff. I'm like, oh, I can't, I can't do that. Can't even do a non-alcoholic beer like you know. Mm -hmm. I drank a Coke Zero. That might disqualify mm -hmm. me. We did say no mm. sweeteners, but I mean, yeah. it's, uh, I don't know. That doesn't seem to like mean anything though, but you're not going to drink more of them. No, it was a time and place. It was very pragmatic of me to do. And I, you know, I, I, I was, you know, it was a, it's, I tried to blend it. Okay. <laughs> Try to what blend do you think, it. Noel? <laughs> um, I am a little bit, uh, you know, suspicious about all of this. But I think I'll let it go. Okay. Hey, but I, I did want to check in, though. This came up a lot for me, but how many people did you guys tell that you were doing this? Meaning, like, your friends, people outside of your family, because that definitely affected my week. And it sounds like Dave only told a couple of people. But how about you, Chris? 
all of my friends are Dave Chang Show listeners. Oh, <laughs> so this has been a problem. And that's funny. None getting... of my none of my friends listen to this fucking podcast. <laughs> <laughs> no, they're all well aware of this. They all gave me tons of shit. I saw some friends for the Super Bowl. I ate horn barbecue. I had the brisket. Yes. Uh, the ribs were all pre-sauced, which was really annoying. So I didn't get to taste any of those. I didn't get to eat any of the delicious sides. My friend I did not have. Like a, the, I didn't have wet ribs. I had dry rub ribs. See, that's that the thing. Difference. The wet ribs. Oh my god, the wet ribs look so good though. And then like the the biggest test, the 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 penitent man test for me at that party was the half hotel tray of banana cream, uh, banana pudding that I just couldn't touch, which was so so difficult. <laughs> But let's get to let's get to the uh, the other thing that I think that people are waiting for with bated breath here. Noel, what happened? Mm. Oh. You couldn't master your domain. I was so 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 close. I had a real week, guys. I feel like I held it together really well on even our calls and everything, and even on Discord and telling my friends about it. This was rough. I <laughs> eased into it, as you guys know, day one and day two with hiking MREs, which I will never take those for granted ever, ever again, because <laughs> it is honestly incredible how well you can get or how good freeze-dried food is nowadays. Um, day two, I ate like a Mexican-styled grilled chicken with rice and beans. That was pretty good. Not even, you know, I don't really have like any big or major um, criticisms about it. I had some freeze-dried brownie bites and like a mm. lasagna with meat sauce that I thought would be awful. Totally edible. Totally fine. Freeze-dried brownie bites are, mm -hmm. tastes like what? What is a freeze-dried brownie bite? Is it a little crunchy snack? They're a little crunchy snack. They're little balls of just chocolate, basically. It was fine. It wasn't satisfying. Okay. It was sweet, though. I had something to <laughs> munch on. Uh-huh. So you've made it through with brownie bites and chicken pho and everything, sure. I did. But then day three rolled around, and that's when my military MREs came in. And I thought, okay, I did the first two days. Totally fine. Um, one of my friends' younger brothers, shout out to Roland Chen, but Roland Chen, who's in the Marines, gave me like all of his stories about MREs and just kept telling me, like, in order, these are the ones you should be eating. Mm. Yeah, I didn't get a choice. I just got a random mix of things in the mail. Mm -hmm. First day, first meal. Oh, <laughs> I had, it was called white chicken chunks. That was the description on the bag. And it came with uh -huh. a package of truly white chicken chunks that were still kind of pinkish in color. So very, very confusing <laughs> to see. A bag of Santa Fe beans, which I, to this day, could not tell you what exactly is in that mix. Mm -hmm. And I wish I was kidding. I really couldn't keep a bite of that down at all. The wow. taste was just so brutal for me somehow. I did, however, have crackers with some grape jelly. Safe. Yeah. A grape drink. Didn't realize grape could be blue. And a Pop-Tart. So it was this very funny balance of like, oh, okay, I thought it was going to be totally awful when there's a Pop-Tart that's the best thing possible. <laughs> I, I You mean, know where this is going to go. Sure. For anybody, but that's just like my favorite thing about that whole thing is Pop-Tarts gets marketed as real food and yet gets packaged in the same box as white chicken chunks. Like that's the level oh, yeah. Pop-Tarts is. Like that's oh, the kind yeah. of food Pop-Tarts be. That's amazing. <sighs> it was, I mean, I ate, I ate the Pop-Tart. I don't like Pop-Tarts, but I ate it. So that's where we were at by that point. Um, I think what's been really funny, though, were the names of these packages. So the next one was a brisket entree. And the description was um, gravy with seasoned beef brisket slices and caramel color and smoke flavor added. That was truly like the package <laughs> name and description. Uh-huh. Not great. Not great. How are you heating these? Oh, Oh, great. Excellent question, Chris Yang, because day one, I didn't eat any of that stuff. <laughs> <laughs> you just ate room temp just, white chicken I chunks? I had full force in it, and I just, it was not pleasant. Needless to say, I was use, hungry and cranky. You didn't use the heating mechanism? You didn't use the heating well, mechanism it comes with? 
She didn't want to well, attract attention thing. from the enemy, Dave. She just wanted to stay <laughs> undercover. <laughs> well, what is the heating those two mechanism packs didn't. The first two packs didn't come with a heating mechanism, but day four brought in, and I have just for you, Chris Yang, since I guess Dave's seen this, it's the heating pack that comes with the MRE. So hey, basically, that's valuable. What, when the world ends, you're going to need that. I know. This is nice. <laughs> Comes with like God. some heating material inside, the little heating crystals, and you put in some water, toss in your MRE, and the water just starts to boil and bubble. It was very, it was a very crazy experience. You leave it, Whoa. you leave your package in there for like 15 minutes and it becomes warm. Um, but I got through a chicken burrito bowl, which was pretty okay. Yeah, I did. <laughs> well, by that time, I only ate one meal that day and it was that. And some mango sticky rice, uh, hiker style for dinner. So how were, how were you feeling physically? Dave and I were both feeling oh. sick and gross and depressed. Where were you feeling? Yeah, I was so mad at you two whenever you would complain <laughs> during our meetings saying like, ah, I can't have sugar. It's like I can't eat. Wait, 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 wait. <sighs> you, were you thinking, honestly, when we were complaining in the morning meetings, you were thinking you had it way worse off than we do? Yes, absolutely. Here's like the other thing to add on to this insane week is I sprained my ankle. So I also couldn't physically move. So it was both like I wasn't really eating and I was only limping around. So it was just like so awful. And then meanwhile, I see like, oh, I'm going to eat some salmon roe. Oh, I'm going to eat some crabs today. It's like, <laughs> what? <laughs> what? What am I doing? <laughs> Whatever. I don't, I don't, I don't, I disagree. I disagree with you. I like those MREs and I like that you can have choice. You have, you can, I like the cheese spread. Sometimes you get M&Ms. All of the, the fruity drinks are delicious and you, you, you chose not to make any of the coffee. Those coffee crystals are really good. Mm, When was the last time you had a pack of coffee crystals from an MRE? It's fine. It's fine. Not great. I had, I had some coffee. I was making coffee. I think the desserts are always fantastic. <laughs> mm, I would beg to differ. I think I need to get you some MREs, Dave, to try. I do. This I, whole have, thing is I, over. Have, I have I have like a four, 40 of them in my garage. And I, every time I'm in my garage, I'm always like, mm, God damn it. It would be cool to, I would just like to open up one. I need it. <laughs> I feel like, see, here's the thing. But uh, the end Chris of the world were... is right around the corner. I need to hold yeah. on to these. Chris oh and I were talking God. about this because... On one of the hiker MRE sites, there was emergency MREs, and it literally was like pad thai in case of emergency. I feel like that's the kind of emergency food you have, Dave. I don't think you have this kind of MRE food. No, I have the military MREs made by uh, Sabroxo or whatever it's called. I do. I don't have the fancy camping stuff. Good God. I I, I, I think it's amazing. I'm excited. So uh, when when this thing is done, you know how I'm going to celebrate it? I'm going to just crush a couple MREs. <laughs> oh, my God. No. I don't yeah. wish this on you. I don't know why people are against it. I think it's amazing. I think it's like a, every time I think about an MRE or look at your posts about MREs, uh, I think like, you know what? This, this is why humanity won. We can develop this kind of technology. Oh, my God. I will get you some white chicken chunks. So and we'll see, Dave. Where was the... What happened? Well, Where's the break? A, here's a, hold on, hold on, Chris. It's, the white chicken chunks is not why I think it's disgusting. Because it, it, it's like a, a pasteurized mm. and cryovac in, in that like pressure sealed bag. It's because it's white meat. If it was dark chicken meat, I would eat that oh in two seconds. <laughs> dark chicken. Honestly, dark chicken <laughs> Dark chicken ah. chunks, no matter how you cut it. Like, it's just the name, Dark Chicken Chunks. Yeah. It's insane. <laughs> That's the name of our, our rap group, our rap duo, Dave. Dark Chicken Chunks. Lots of crazy names, can I just say? Asian-style beef strips with vegetables was my uh, dinner Saturday night, maybe. Mm-hmm. Um, and then today for lunch, I had beef goulash, which, I don't know. It didn't read like beef goulash whatsoever, uh, but I don't know. Did you get, was... did you get notes of smoky paprika? <laughs> oh, we, like much paprika, much paprika. Notes of probably, smoked paprika. Uh-huh. <laughs> probably the saving grace. Um, but anyway, I like I was fine up until Sunday morning, but I 
was so hungover Sunday morning, decided to open up a biscuits and gravy hiking MRE because I was like, this is the only way I can keep food down right now. Couldn't get through that. And I was just so in such like a foul mood between that, like not really eating through the week. And we were supposed to see some friends for the Super Bowl. And I was literally told that I'm not allowed to leave the apartment and see people unless I eat real food because I I was just so sour by that point. Who who told you this? Who told you this? Who who are these someone, people? Someone who cares, Dave. Someone They're who not cares. your real friends. They're not your real friends. <laughs> In addiction classes, they call this enabling. Your mm-hmm. friend is not a friend, they're an enabler. And how could you and, be sure that Dave and I didn't pay this person to tell you this? Everything yeah, yeah. we're paranoid. Which one of you motherfuckers I mean, sent me? Which one of you motherfuckers <laughs> sent me the goddamn Panatone from Roy? <laughs> so fucked up. I gave that away. You know how hard it is to give one of those away when it was sent to you. I just gave it away. It's like gold. And and they sent me the crema, the hazelnut crema Oof, chocolate. God, thing. the crema. That nice. I'm saving because I'm going to snort that shit when I'm done with this fucking thing. <laughs> <laughs> right up my fucking nose. <laughs> So you, so what kind of what kind of break are we talking about, Noel? A full break, a little break, a little a sneak? Can we can we still keep you in there, or was it a full on complete full, break? Just grounds for dismissal. It was a full meal, Chris King. It was a full oh, meal. You, I know, I know. You. I was I needed to end up in the East Village, and at that point, I was like, well, okay, if I get if I'm gonna eat, I'm gonna go to Noodle Bar because they're about to do their reno and close for a month, so. I went to Noodle Bar and I had some chilled spicy noodles amongst many, many other things there. <laughs> and it was great. I felt like a human. I felt alive. I, I forgot what food textures really were like. This is important. This is something that Chris and I talk about a lot is that, you know, one of the things this wheel of death slash constraint has done is caused us to, you know, be reinvigorated with life, to, to realize the celebration that is food and the communion over food and you know, if we had to hunt for our food every fucking time, guess what? We'd be so unhappy. We'd be so hungry. <laughs> yeah. You know, we'd be yeah. like another fucking week without nothing to eat. Like, I got to eat like these crappy berries again. Like, I don't want to eat that <laughs> shit. You know, <laughs> I don't want to fucking eat like some rye berry. Nobody wants to eat rye berry. Nobody. Oh, man. You know, I don't no. want to eat another cloud berry or any fucking berry for that matter. <laughs> You know what I want? I want a juicy fucking steak. Right. And, you know, we can't get it because, like, we're shitty hunters. And we, we only get to eat meat when, like, we find it by accident. Mm-hmm. But when you do, yeah. you would we would gorge ourselves on so much meat. We would never instantly, we'd have 29 days of being hungry, pissed off. And the day we got meat, we would be so overjoyed. We would eat ourselves till we we're unhappy. And then, like, Guess what? We'd have another 29 days of being unhappy. <laughs> <laughs> no, I, 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 I and the suffering uh, is important. We, we, we allowed you to rekindle the, the love for food. The God Dionysus, God, the God Dionysus <laughs> is real and he caused you a food ecstasy. And, no. and I believe, uh, Nietzsche wrote something about this. So, um, we're here. We did it. And you can thank us, Noel, for celebrating at Momofuku Noodle Bar and all the joys. Where <laughs> did you feel? Chris it? And did I, it feel beautiful? Did it feel? Did, it, did you? Did you hear Ode to Joy? Did you hear the yeah, whole thing? Yeah, did you hear angels yeah. trumpeting or what? Yes, I did. I did. <laughs> God damn it! I, mean, right? I did. <laughs> right? Yeah. yeah. No, but it's so true. We need yeah. to do this. We have to do this. It's so true. I mean, like in a in a very real way. Like I had so many takeaways after this week, which like obviously included how much I should care about what I'm eating more. But like, truly, one, I have extreme respect to uh, the military men and women who truly just eat this all the time. And I don't I don't know how you would physically be able to do it all the time eating this. And B, they really need to get taken care of more because that food, rough. But yeah, I mean, ultimately, like, I, it was very weird to like feel as happy as I did when I had like true real food again in a way that I wasn't expecting whatsoever. 
And also just generally, like, how much I care about food textures. I didn't realize that until this week. It's like soft. All, all I had was basically like soft, grain, dry. Like those were, that's all that I had. And now it's like, oh, the world is full of great textures and great flavors. If only I cared a little bit more. How does, are you feeling any joy? I feel like we're too depleted to, to feel the joy of finally besting Noel at some No, I, I'm going to, yeah, but you know what? To me, I actually don't, I, I know I just joked about Nietzsche and suffering and I, I am a masochist for sure, but this is what I have always enjoyed about certain things, right? <laughs> Including things like, like I've always loved like the Jewish faith because of like the memorializing of suffering and things like this. I think it's fucking important to do, mm -hmm. to remind yourself of like how hard things are. We celebrate because of the hardship. And if you're given, it's a simple concept. You give someone chocolate milk every day, like you go, that's the best way for him to not want to drink chocolate milk, right? You sort of get desensitized to this. And I think in some way I've become desensitized to food. Like, what pandemic aside, like I was able to go eat whatever I want any time of day regard, you know, it's like, now I can get an app and get it delivered to me right away. And I think having access to everything on paper is fucking awesome. When you're gorging yourself and you're able to do whatever you want, of course you want that. But I think you lose how important it is to actually eat well and to celebrate with your friends. Like, this is what I want. This is why dining will mm -hmm. never go away. But like, I don't have the, 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 the fortitude and discipline to be like, well, I'm not going to eat this because of X, Y, and Z, you know? Mm -hmm. And my friends that are very regimented because of religious reasons, I always admired it because it's like a higher purpose to do such a, such a thing. Yeah. I don't have such a higher purpose. I just want to make myself feel good with delicious things that I can do all the time. <laughs> right. And, and like, I was literally reminded of what it was like when I was younger, when I wrestled, I would dream about eating an apple. I would dream. I would literally go to sleep dreaming of an apple while I was trying to cut weight. And last night I was looking at an orange, a sumo orange that I picked up from the green market. And I'm like, oh man, I just would savor this fucking orange. I would peel it. I, would, I was thinking about how I would mm. eat it. And I was like, I was like, I'm actually happy that this has happened. You know mm. what I mean? Like we have so much, we have access to so much that to, to me, I need to do this on the regular. I don't think I will do this no sugar thing forever, but I'm not missing the, the rice or anything like that. I really am not. I'm missing fruit. Hmm. I, I didn't realize how much fruit I actually eat and enjoy. You know, like mm -hmm. think about this, Chris Ying, perfectly ripe mango. So ripe that you don't even need to fucking use a knife. You just bite it like a fucking apple. <laughs> Drool literally just came out of my mouth. Right? Like, think about that flavor. Think about a perfectly ripe pineapple that is oh like that God. smell. And you're just like, oh, you know, it's like or, or the, the texture of a, a passion fruit. That tart. There's, no, like, there's no better example than what you're talking about right now, because it was a week ago as we were discussing the rules for this thing. You and I were both extremely cavalier about cutting out fruit. Like, whatever, it doesn't matter. Who cares? We can cut out fruit. Who gives a shit? I, I think even at that point, we didn't realize. Like, it's not, I mean, what you're describing is totally true to me. And I don't think it's at all intellectual. I think it's like, there's diminishing returns when you can have whatever you want, whenever you want, right? Like, I, we've, we've mm -hmm. talked about this too, when it comes to like escalating addictions, right? Like, it's never like, you know, this is delicious. Oh, and now I can have it every day, but now it doesn't give me the same pleasure. I need to like eat something even yeah. more ridiculous and indulgent. I need to eat something even more every single day. I need to have access. The hedonistic bump that Pat Nurse talked about, right? You, mm -hmm. you, know, you constantly need more. And like, you know, food in some ways is like heroin addiction, you know, not that like I'm addicted to food, but like when you have that excess, that fucking caviar the fucking whatever the fuck all the time it's like it is whatever it loses its meaning and really this is coming from a place of privilege i can say these things because it's true like my ancestors never felt this way my parents when they immigrated to this country never fucking felt this way whatever it was and i remember going out to dinner at like long john silver or or some crab house and it was like a it felt so memorable because like you don't get to eat this way. And I just, you know, I'm just thinking about these things, especially as I'm raising two kids now. It's like, how do I become a better parent by not indulging myself in certain things, right? Mm -hmm. Not having access to certain things. Ironically, 
I've only bought the most ridiculous things this week too, you know? So it's like <laughs> the hypocrisy is just too dense. Um, <laughs> so I don't know. I have a lot of thoughts about this clearly and I'm working through it, but I think it's good. It's good to restart certain things as a cook, as a chef. I always recommend um, people to re recalibrate their palate. You know, like when I cooked in Japan, everything was less salty, less all these things. Like you got to do that or, you know, solipsism really occurs. You get stuck in your own bubble and it's really hard to get out of that because you get so comforting in that. And in some way, it's the same people. Like if you have friends that hunt for their own meat, you know, um, and they don't do it because they're some like tech bro. They do it because like it's like one way of like limiting their costs. It's also good for the environment, all of these things. Like when you hunt for your own food or you fish for your own food, you're way more responsible and being a custodian at it. You eat all these things. It tastes so much better to you because you are part of that process. You don't lose sight of the fact of that, which again, which is why I think cooks should treat a beet as much respect as say a spring baby lamb or something like that. I know I'm going off on a tangent, but this is what I've been thinking about a lot is like, oh my God, like how do we dial this in on a regular Noel, right? Like, Mm -hmm. Isn't it amazing that you, six days, how hard it was. You could choose to eat an MRE. There are people that like don't have that fucking choice. You know, like yeah. how do we do this yeah. so it doesn't feel like it's a game? You know what I mean? Or punishing. I don't know. Suggestions? That's, I mean, that's been on my mind the whole time, actually. is like from, from day one, I was like, this objectively, I'm out here saying like it sucks. I feel bad, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. But like for sure this entire time, you know, I, I thought today... I thought, okay, if Noel breaks and Dave breaks, am I going to keep doing this? And I was like, 100%, I'll keep on doing this because I think there's, I've been trying to figure out like, how do you integrate some aspect of this? And it's funny that you bring up sort of like, you know, the religious reasons for for dietary restrictions, you know, halal or, or, or kosher. And there's, there does, I, I, I've been thinking about the same thing, Dave, like, how do you integrate this aspect into your life? Not just for like the health benefits, not just for any of these sort of like ancillary things, but surely for that reason of, like I can just have whatever I want whenever. And like, it's making my life actually a little worse than if I had some yeah. sort of restriction on it. Mm -hmm. It's a, it's, it's the height of sort of like, I think I don't like using the word privilege like this, but like having access to choose to do this, to choose to be vegetarian, to choose to like eat a certain way. And like, uh, you know, that's a whole nother subject in and of itself. But like, I just, I think it's important to talk about in a very serious way that, the word suffering or, or, or like being uncomfortable in, or like not having access, right. The, some form of difficulty, isn't a bad thing. We, 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 we try to like diminish it or erase it altogether, but like the process, you know, trust the pro the process, the journey is actually without sounding so new age dickheadish is like an important thing. So how do you do it without sounding like you're a cult, you know, like, I'm introducing some kind of punishment is, you know, it's like, it's no different than people like work out, you know, in the morning in a punishing way so they can like feel good and have their endorphins working. It's like, we all need something to do it. Like it's too bad that cigarette smoking isn't that. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Cause that would be my religion. I would be fucking really good at it. Worshiping I, would I would never, I would never miss a day of meditation ever or prayer. <laughs> Ever, <laughs> ever, ever. 25 times a day. I, I'm, yeah. I, I'm sorry, guys. This is really important. I need to go outside. <laughs> <laughs> I'm a very spiritual person. Yeah, I don't know. I mean, no, I'm sure you're not going to integrate MREs into your daily life. But like, I think what you said, you know, going to Noodle Bar that first time after, you know, suffering for a bit, like, that's amazing. That's beautiful. Yeah. I also think that the other thing that we're not talking about is like how much food plays into social interaction too like that was a very weird thing for me this week was because of this i was seeing my i was hanging out with my friends not over food which is not normal for me and in a lot of ways like i didn't have a lot it it was weird because talking about mres was so hard because no one had ever heard of it and then also having to explain like why you can't eat certain things and maybe mine's like the real, like, you know, far and out of the way example. But like, if I went and I hung out with my friends and I said that I was vegan, like they would also ask me 
the same hard questions and probably like not want to hang out with me as much for X number of reasons. So it's like, there's this also funny stigma around like food and eating and interactions and like what it's like to be on both sides of that too, that I figured out or thought about this week. Well, I, I, I honestly think it's only been six, seven days, but it, it made me remorseful for all the shit I've given my friends that are not doing it for a religious reason, right? Like, they're like, I want to eat clean this month. I'm always like, are you fucking kidding me? Or like, <laughs> yeah. You know, I'm always like, Jesus, fuck. I, I'm friends with you. God damn it. <laughs> <laughs> I know. I mean, I've had that. I, I had a thought like that and I was thinking about, you know, a sort of tangent, but like, just being on the other side of things <laughs> and developing this kind of like social empathy, right? Like I, I, I was thinking about this when we were doing a dad's podcast one time, Dave, and I was like, you know what I will never do again is like give shit to a parent who like is like, I'm going to go home. I don't want to hang out, guys. I got kids. <laughs> like I remember when I was younger, having people who had kids just be like, oh, what the fuck, man? Let's go. Come on. Let's go to the bar. Like, what's wrong with you? You suck now. And it's just like oh, as a parent, you're like what's wrong with me, man? Like, let this well, you know, poor person yeah. live. <laughs> also, for all my friends from New York that came into LA this weekend, uh, and I told you, like, I had all these things going on and I couldn't do it, I'm I'm straight up fucking lying. <laughs> <laughs> all these fabulous parties because they wore and, like, these cool people, these celebs and NFL and models or whatever the fuck. I just didn't want to hang out. <laughs> Not with you. I just, like, I, I just, you don't want to, there's, I don't want to, yeah, I know. Anyway, I, 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 um, you know, I, I, what I wanted to say was like all of this stuff about like, uh, thinking that there's one way to do it, right. There's one way to eat and you want to force everybody into your way. I am not guilty of that at all. I've never, ever <laughs> seen life in that perspective at all. Oh, I don't oh even know. God. I could never even empathize how <laughs> right. someone could say like, how could you not see it my way? This is right? what kind of, of narcissistic <laughs> asshole are you? <laughs> this Jesus is a companion Christ. to Moif. This is my history is fluid. <laughs> <laughs> uh, sure. No, I hear you. But like we, we are, we are extremely guilty. We have been extremely guilty in the past, Dave, of this sort of like, of course, one size fits all. What we're telling you is the best. Yeah. This is the best possible way to do it. What's wrong with you? Of course, Christopher Columbus <laughs> discovered America. Are you fucking kidding me? <laughs> Apple Card is the perfect cash back rewards credit card. You earn up to 3% daily cash on every purchase every day. That's 3% on your favorite products at Apple, 2% on all other Apple Card with Apple Pay purchases, and 1% on anything you buy with your titanium Apple Card or virtual card number. Visit apple.co forward slash card calculator to see how much you can earn. Apple Card issued by Goldman Sachs Bank USA, Salt Lake City branch, subject to credit approval, terms apply. This episode is brought to you by Anytime Fitness. We're not all professional athletes, but we all have health goals. That's why Anytime Fitness gives you access to personalized plans and support from a coach. Plus, you can track your training, nutrition, and recovery progress with the Anytime Fitness app, just like the pros. With 24-7 access to more than 5,000 gyms worldwide, get more from your gym membership. Visit anytimefitness.com to try it for free today. Terms, conditions, restrictions, all apply. See website for details. This episode is brought to you by cars.com. When you add your car to your garage on cars.com, you'll unlock access to real-time insights into how much your car is worth. Plus, view its historical and projected value to decide when to sell. So when the time is right, you can secure an instant offer from a local dealership or sell it yourself on cars.com. Start tracking your car's value with your garage on cars.com. We were having this discussion a little bit earlier, just like this notion of prescriptive best, right? Do you believe in sort of like the best existing, like one particular way of life or living or, you know? Well, I know this sounds like a crazy like transition, but it's really tied into what we're saying. And I think we're going to continue talking about things like this because I am guilty. We're all guilty of of like perpetuating this, this like monoculture, even though we think that we're not part of it, the idea of what's best. I got thinking about this and we were talking about this this weekend when I read, uh, the wire cutter, uh, on their best knives. Mm -hmm. And I didn't think about it at all. I read it and, I, and I, it, it wasn't until like last night that I, I sent you guys a text being like, what about this? And I was like, fuck, 
I have nothing against wire cutter. I think people use it all the time. It's a highly uh, read. What did you think? It's one of the most read things in the New York Times. Yeah, for sure. Right? Yeah. A feature. Mm-hmm. But it's not just wire cutter. It's anyone that says it's the best. It's taken me a few years to recalibrate what the word best is because this is, again, seems like a, a, a crazy tangent. But when I was in Tokyo eating many, many great meals with a little Meg, I, I asked her, like, what's the best? Let's go to the best. And she just pulled me aside. And she was like, would you stop? Hmm. Would you stop? And she's like, all you stupid Americans. Basically, she didn't say that she's too kind, but her, her demeanor and uh, she was emoting all you stupid Americans always ask the same stupid thing, you assholes. What's the best sushi? Take me to the best sushi. Mm-hmm. And she's like, no, there's no such thing. Ask anyone that cares about sushi in Tokyo, in Japan, and nobody that is respectful about how sushi is made and the chefs that work there would ever say this one's better than this one and this is the best. Part of what I want Major Domo to be is to make you a better eater, to make you more knowledgeable, to be a better diner, to be a better cook. I think part of that is, is like the, like knowing like how certain things work. And I think when you say something is the best, it prevents you from seeing all the different ways that something could play out like a sushi. And I, 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 when I think, when I think about that conversation I had and eating, I was like, Oh, I get it a lot more now. It's like, Anybody could be the best at any given night because the ingredients are constantly changing. You can't say it. If you really have an appreciation for it, and it's, 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 it's something that if you've been listening to this podcast for a long time, it really embraces American pragmatism, and not in the word that it's pragmatic as the best. It's like what is most useful to you with the data at your disposal is what's true. And I think what Wirecutter is doing, saying that something is the best knife. And the reason why I took a little bit more uh, a, a note to this is like, I'm not a knife expert. I do know a lot about knives. I couldn't tell you about printers. I couldn't tell you about fucking, you know, lawnmowers or whatever the fuck they, they review. But like, I oftentimes go to Wirecutter just as like a double check of like, oh, am I buying something right? But I do know knives. Not again. There's plenty of people that know way more than me. And I was like, I read the article. I thought about it. I was like, they're fucking totally wrong. And I got angry about it. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Did you guys read that and feel any anything that I did or no? Yeah, no, I, I think that <laughs> obviously we've been talking about this a, a lot more. And I, I think that there, there is this notion, especially with something like a knife, where if you go into a professional kitchen, tell me if this is your experience, guys, but like. If there were one perfect chef's knife, wouldn't everybody in the fucking kitchen have the same knife? <laughs> like, wouldn't everybody be yeah. using the same knife in their bag? I've never been in a kitchen where I've seen two people who have the same knife. <laughs> like, it doesn't make any sense why there would be, like, one perfect knife for everybody. Yeah, what is most mm-hmm. useful isn't the Mac knife, right? Which I think is a shit knife. I do. <laughs> um, and maybe it's gotten better, but over the years, it's like, you know, no one, no one I worked with in Japan uses it. It's a piece of shit. Like it's a junk knife, right? And and like in some of the knife stores in Japan, it's seen as like a house house knife, right? What we should be telling people that are serious home cooks is, do you sharpen your knives? Mm-hmm. This is the best stone. Mm-hmm. Before you buy something fucking else that you may or may not need, if we're here to make you a better consumer, better make you a better cook, let like let's get back to the foundation. Let's really strip away the bullshit here, and like. We would we we should address all these other things, but like let's get to the root of this. Right. Let's start with what's wrong with your current knife. Yes. <laughs> what's wrong with your current knife? Like, think yeah. about like if you can you answer that, most people? Like, what is wrong with your current knife? Is it just dull? If it's dull, there's a solution. <laughs> yeah. And there's a there's a meta conversation. And I think that's important before you even get to like what is best. I think there's nothing wrong in what they're saying, but it's specifically des- like designed for like a fraction of the home cook audience or cooking audience in general, like right? a Mac knife, you know, and, and like, we should be asking like, how do you sharpen a knife? Most people don't know how to sharpen a knife. Most professional cooks still don't know how to sharpen their knives. Start with that. What's stone? How do you do that? And honestly, like, I don't even know where most of my pro knives are. I've given them a lot of them away. I will say time and time again, the most important thing you have is not your knife or where it's made. Is it fucking sharp? That's all that matters. And like, yep. I haven't been in every prep kitchen in the world, but like, in, at least in America, if you go to a lot of the prep kitchens, I don't think most of those prep cooks that are butchers have Japanese knives. You know what they are? They're Victoria Knox. They're Dexter. 
They're plastic handles. They're wooden handles that have like aged and cracked. They look like shit, but they're sharp as fuck because mm-hmm. they treat them with respect. And a sharp knife, you, you know what I mean? It's like, you think about all the different parallels. It's like, if I, if I buy, um, you know, I, I said cars, but it's like, I was thinking like, a, like anything it's, is, is a, if I, let's just say it's a car. If I bought a, a Ferrari, does it make me a good driver? but i think that this is what's so interesting though because like you two both really know how to cook and for me like wire cutter serves a purpose i'm not saying that i follow it to the t but like if i'm just looking for a chef's knife it makes sense to have at least a few recommendations that tell you like okay here are things in different price ranges but i think what you're really getting at is the issue is that people aren't talking about the real issue Again, which goes back to knife sharpening because... I mean, think about the premise of this, Noel. Like, they brought in some of the cooks from Le Cuckoo. Great restaurant. Daniel Rose, amazing chef. There was a great cooks there. Great restaurant. If you go to New York, go visit Le Cuckoo. For the whole idea that, like, this is for a home cook, not for a professional cook, but they use professionals to test a home cook knife. And let mm-hmm. me tell you what, professionals use their knives so much that if you don't sharpen it before service and after service, you're not doing your fucking job. Right. Mm-hmm. Like it yeah. has to be maintained. It's literally like not putting gas into your fucking car. Right. Like it's just like something you do. You have to maintain that bevel, the, the edge on your knife constantly. You're constantly sharpening your knife. Always. If you go to a, a top restaurant, besides the cleaning, you know what else the fucking cooks are doing? Sharpening their fucking knives all the time. I just think that what people are like not seeing, like if if they're reading this, like, oh, they got the cooks from Le Cuckoo and they all love this Mac knife. Like, that's a true statement for them, but it's not real. You right. know, like, when, when is a home cook going to do 25 quarts of Brunoise shallots? It's never going to happen. And what they're celebrating about the Mac knife is that it's hard steel. It keeps its edge longer. Well, again, what we should be talking about is the problem that if it's a hard edge, it's going to be much harder to sharpen. And when it's much harder to sharpen, it actually prevents you from actually wanting to sharpen it because it's so hard to sharpen. Mm-hmm. It's something we've talked mm-hmm. about on the Discord with global knives. And another thing is this. Sharpening Japanese knives are, or Japanese-style knives are fucking so hard. Almost every professional cook I know that got their first Japanese-style knife has fucked that blade up. Mm-hmm. Right? Mm-hmm. You, it's almost a rite of passage to fuck up your first nice knife when trying to learn how to sharpen it because the None of this information is there, but it makes it seem when you throw out the fucking word best, you know, that's that's a that's a loaded statement. And I I'm not trying to say they're they're trying to like do anything wrong. Again, I'm just saying like, but this is coming from the paper of record. It it is like people are taking this as like like fact. I don't think it's fact. I think it's one perspective. Mm. Yeah, I Mm -hmm. think that I mean I hear what you're saying, Noel. I think it's like there's this. There's a demand for the average person, of course, and Wirecutter is serving that demand. People want to know quickly what I should buy because they don't want to, you know, misspend their money. Knives are expensive. They don't want to buy something that they're going to end up hating. So they want a quick answer and they want to, like this this feeling of security that like I didn't mm-hmm. fuck this up. I bought the right thing. Whatever. If it's bad for me, that's my fault. I get that. I get that part of it. But I think what Dave is also saying is like. The, the the pairing of like a rant, like a website with you and determining what's best for you, like there's a sort of dishonesty to that because think about it this way. I don't know if the rest of you are like this, but if a friend recommends something to me, like my head immediately goes to like, what do I know about this friend? <laughs> and like, right. do I respect mm. their taste mm-hmm. in this thing? Like maybe I respect their taste a lot in one thing, but maybe I don't respect their taste in what they're recommending to me. Or even if I have talked to like, you know, for instance, this this is a knife article that that asks chefs to weigh in. I've gotten some of like the worst restaurant recommendations in my life from chefs, you know, because <laughs> right. like from really good chefs whose food I really like. But like I've gone to meals with chef friends and I've been like, what the fuck is this? <laughs> like, you think this is good food? This is crazy. Why do you think this is Chinese food or whatever? Fried chicken. What is this? This is crazy. So if that's true. Why do I think some random stranger, like I trust a stranger that I've never met on the internet? Well, but they're saying best? they're doing, they're saying they're doing work and they're testing it out and they're trying to be methodical with it. I'm sure with like all of these things, but it's like, it doesn't make logical sense to me. And I think it, logic actually is important here. I mean, this doesn't seem logical, but I was just 
I'm not high. <laughs> it's like, it's like, okay, you have like the, this, this orange juice is the best orange juice. <laughs> uh-huh. Okay. How do you prove this? Well, we, we had, uh, I drank it for six months. This person drank it for six months. And in order to test it, we got 10 orange farmers to drink it too. Oh, and by the way, we get paid a little bit for each, uh, each orange juice yeah. you buy. Each orange. Yeah. Just yeah. let me throw that And I'm there. just like, I'm like, if you think about it that way, like if you re- remove the actual, you know, name to the variable, it's like so fucking like weak. It's a weak argument to make. It's not biased, but it's just like it's it suits a couple people or a couple groups of people. And again, I think the most important impactful thing is to ask yourself, why do you need a new knife? And, and here's the thing. They did. Uh, they have a I didn't even click on the link. They, they've advocated for sharpening stones. Mm hmm. But like, or, I'm definitely not going to read that. I mean, even if you're not going to do it, I mean, you can probably go get your knife sharpened. <laughs> yeah. Honestly, yeah. just go get your knife you sharpened. You just need a fucking sharp knife. It literally doesn't matter. I'm not trying to say that you don't, some people don't need extraordinarily nice knives. The top, top, top chefs that I know, particularly in Japan, have custom made shit made by like samurai family, like sword makers. You know, they're like, I know a chef that has like a half a million dollars worth of fucking knives made for them. You know why it matters? Because they're like F1 racers. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? And like Lewis Hamilton can drive an F1 race car because he's best at it. He needs all the nuance because he uses it all the time. 99.9% of the people don't need a Yanagi knife. Right. You know, Lewis, Lewis Hamilton doesn't need a Yanagi knife. <laughs> yeah. It's literally saying Lewis Hamilton needs a Yanagi knife. It's like, what we need are, is something that is like much more useful. And it's like, just sharpen your knife. It's like the same thing. Anybody that tells you you need to buy an expensive serrated knife, you should not trust them anymore. Fact. Full stop. Mm-hmm. If they can talk about the aesthetics is one thing. Sure. If you want aesthetically pleasing serrated knife, but the fuck is showing off the serrated knife? Nobody mm-hmm. buy the cheapest fucking thing humanly possible because you <laughs> cannot sharpen a serrated knife. It's impossible. Yeah. Unless you melt it down and fucking make it all over again. Like, <laughs> <laughs> I don't think that that, that like warranty is there for any fucking knife. So I'm just saying like, we should be asking ourselves, why is it sharp? Why is it dull? How are, uh, how are different ways you can utilize what you have? And what we need to be having are different buckets of different cooks. Like, what are you trying to achieve, right? Are aesthetics really important to you? Are you showing off your knives on the wall? Are you X, Y, Z? Like, you cannot say one size fits all. It literally is saying, this is the best orange juice. This t-shirt I'm wearing is the best t-shirt. <laughs> the fuck are you talking about (laughs) you know what i mean like people have different hand sizes people have different everything and also just all the variables you can't say that it's a hard steel that makes it better it's like you know what we should be celebrating this steel is actually softer and softer steel has its benefits for here here and here people you like almost uh, unanimously talk shit about carbon blades carbon steel i love carbon it's so Mm. easy to sharpen and they're always mm-hmm. like, well, it oxidizes food. Like, who gives a fuck? <laughs> <laughs> you know, like brown food anyway. Yeah. Like, <laughs> you know what? Like the only knife, the only food that gets oxidized by um, food is like onions mm-hmm. and like a pear. You know what happens when you cut an onion or a pear? Use a stainless steel fucking knife. It's pretty simple. <laughs> Carbon blades all day long. It's so much more useful. So I... I I don't know where this is going to go, but I feel like there's a giant gaping hole for adding value to consumers that are like trying to choose their avatar in a video game, right? And what Wirecutter is doing, how we eat and how we celebrated food before is like, this is the best and this is the only way. I think we're all guilty of that. And what the reality is, if we're in 2022, it's like, are we re- do we really have this option? Do we really have the choice to choose this orange juice? You know what I mean? Like, think about, stop out. Think about all the different kinds of fucking orange juice there are. Mm-hmm. Tropicana is just one kind of orange juice of all the brands. And even Tropicana has 20 fucking orange juices, right? I like, know it sounds good as some orange juice, right? Orange now. juice, oh, absolutely. So, <laughs> I mean, think about when you go to milk. You got skim milk, you got whole milk, you got 2%. Now you have lactose, you have um, calcium, whatever the fuck. 
It's like, if we have that on the regular with so many other options and what we buy, we're really limiting ourselves and how we talk about things with everything else, right? And right. I'm thinking that what we should be doing out loud, thinking out loud is figure out a way to develop more content for people that it like matches up with who you are and where you want to be as a cook or where you want to go as a cook, right? Because this article is probably very useful for, you know who? A wealthy, educated New York Times reader with a disposable income to be like, $150 Mac knife? Sure. New York Times says it's <laughs> fucking good. I got the best. Yeah. Yeah. No, I mean, I, I totally, I understand, like, you know, I, again, I fully understand it sucks to buy something, to spend money on something, and then realize when you, you bought it, you don't like it, that it sucked, right? But that's not, a that doesn't, like, sort of justify outsourcing the question of, of life, <laughs> just like outsourcing the experience of like trying things, figuring out what your preference is. Yes, you're going to hit duds, but it's a little bit like what Dave, you were saying about just like suffering's part of the game. Just like finding a product that sucks is part of the game. I know it sucks to spend the money, but like, do like, you know, that's part of it. Just like understanding. You know what's funny? I, I was trying to go into the wire cutter and I'm not picking on wire cutter. Really? <laughs> I am, but like, I'm not. I just, it, it's more of a, an example uh, of where we're at. Like, I thought it was great that they have like best cleaver, right? <laughs> they have best cleaver. Mm -hmm. There's no affiliate links. There's no different kinds of fucking cleavers. <laughs> right. Just, uh, right. they talk about the cleaver. You know what the best fucking knife is? A fucking cleaver. <laughs> 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 but as you said on the most recent podcast, it's not the best knife for everybody. <laughs> yes. <laughs> it is objectively the best tool, but not for you. <laughs> so if you're wondering what the fuck have I just listened to, don't blame us. Blame the gods for forcing us. <laughs> oh, Zeus, like, Athena, whoever Dave the fuck is, you are. Uh, the for gods sure Dave for is in a place. Us playing with our, oh, man. <laughs> our, our, our life trajectory with this bullshit Wheel of constraint. That's that's not our fault. You blame the gods. I mean, Noel is somebody who is. Oh, is Noel going to respin the wheel, or are you going to re-enter society? I, 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 no, I wonder if you should re-enter re society here. As somebody who's about to re-enter society, while Dave and I continue into this uh, rabbit hole, can you even imagine the shit we're going to be talking about in three weeks? <laughs> well, that's the thing. I don't know if I can deal with it. Um, I don't know. A part of me. A big part of me, the real sicko in me, really wants to spin that wheel again, especially oh since God. I do broke. It, do it, do it, do it, do it, I love this. This is great. If I mean, at honestly, first you don't I want to do, I want to keep this going. I want to keep this going. I think this is good. I mean, we, 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 said, we said in the beginning that if you fail, the penalty is another spin. So I think I it's only fair then. We can spin and she can choose the day. We, you know, she can give a, a you know, a, a, foul, a, a fallow period. Wait, are all Crop of rotation. These... <laughs> <laughs> are all of these officially one weeks only now? Because we're only doing this for a month total, right? Yeah, we'll give you one week on all of these from now, from here on. Yes. I also have a bunch of hiker MREs that I still, I still want to eat. I think I'm still going to make a list at all, all of it. Um. Really quick, Noel, is there anything on this list that you're what are you what are you most dreading? Or what do you what do you actually what would you be looking forward to on this wheel? What would I be most looking forward to? Or what would you most be afraid of following your Emory week? Oh, like shelf stable, obviously. Yeah. I think you would be I think you would do well to hit this vegan one again. Or hit this vegan one <laughs> after your your previous week. <laughs> so let's give it a spin. Ooh. Wow. <laughs> yes. <laughs> yes. Okay, okay. All right. Well, so following in the wake of MRE week, Noel, tell everybody what you're going to be uh, consuming for one for the next week. Your girl's going to do TB12, Tom Brady's <laughs> diet. <laughs> this is going to be very funny. I'm quite excited. <laughs> what is the TB12 uh, diet? Can we just quickly look at it and let's, let's get out of here? Sounds so good though. I think I you, have you know to what your spiral on a football throw is going to be so fucking good. <laughs> <laughs> you're going to retire mean, after this. I think when you play Madden, you're going to be able to <laughs> read your progression so quickly. Who 
I, I just don't even understand how I, this is going to be a life-changing diet. It is a wow. high-protein plant-based diet that includes excludes gluten, dairy, sugar, MSG, coffee. Ooh. <laughs> welcome, <laughs> welcome oh, to the okay. club, my friend. <laughs> so we're doing the same thing. <laughs> There's a lot to like about the Tom Brady diet. Eat organic and choose whole unprocessed foods, but there are some restrictions that aren't backed by science, <laughs> such as <laughs> cutting certain veggies like mushrooms, eggplant, peppers, and tomatoes. Oh, damn. So you can eat most vegetables, some fruits, whole grains, beans, lean proteins, and of course, TB12 protein powders and protein bar, uh, bars. You cannot eat dairy, gluten, nothing GMO, or with MSG. So the opposite of everything you just ate. Dang. No corn and soy, <laughs> no processed foods, no sugar artificial sweeteners, no nightshade vegetables and mushrooms, no coffee and alcohol. Whoa. Mm. No coffee, no alcohol. Really quick, mm -hmm. is this too similar to what we're doing? Should we I do a different seems, thing? I, maybe so we're on TB12. I think it's we're on TB12, similar. Because yeah. my, my, my football throws my passes uh, me, have been incredible let me, this week. Let me, let me go ask Grace if she wants to throw a football outside. I'll tell you if we're on. <laughs> should we do this or should we? I, would, I think it'd be more entertaining for Noel to do something a little bit different than us here. Should we give it I another agree. spin? Let's give it another Besides, spin. he's retired now. Who gives a shit about Tom Brady? Yeah. <laughs> Nobody needs to follow his footsteps. Yeah. You, are, you want to retire too early. All right, let's give it a... You're not yeah. okay. young, cool Joe Burrow. You're fucking old, retired motherfucker. <laughs> Tom Brady. <laughs> All right, we're going to give it one more spin. We're going to give it one more spin <laughs> and see what happens here. <laughs> oh, look at that, Noel. Look at that. Your prayers have been answered, my friend. For the next week, you will uh, only be eating products from the grocery store known as Trader Joe's Market. Wow. It's as though this was rigged. <laughs> I don't know what Dang. you're talking about. I don't know, I mean, I don't know what you're talking about. People say that WWF or WWE is rigged. I don't know what the fuck they're talking about either. <laughs> the feelings are real. Uh, um, all right. So Noelle's got her new assignment. Dave and I continue to soldier on as masters of our own domain. Don't forget to follow along on the Discord where the discussion happens every day. Don't forget to sign up for the Major Domo newsletter, uh, majordomomedia.com slash newsletter. And uh, I think this week we're going to be sending out, actually, when this podcast airs, we'll have a, a recipe in your inbox from, from Dave's week of inspirational constraint. And uh, the last thing to say, as we announced last week, is that Recipe Club is coming back for season two, and we're still searching for mm. recipes where all the recipes so, this year will be... So happy. <laughs> all the recipes this season will be Woo. submitted by <laughs> you, the listeners. Uh, send in recipes to us at uh, thefixer at majordomomedia.com. We want your recipes that you think uh, are worthy or, or or would be interesting for the club to explore. Do they have a cool story? Do they Are they the, the best recipe for something? Uh, send them in. And if you need that list of recipes, oh God, you can, uh, I'll just say it fucking again. Apples, breakfast sausage in a tube, broccoli, cake mix, canned beans, frozen French fries, frozen pie crust, green beans, hummus, King's Hawaiian rolls, meatloaf, oxtails, peanut butter, pilaf or palau, plant-based meat, plantains, quesadillas, Ritz crackers, seaweed, spinach, tequila, rum, and bourbon for eating, tomatoes, wine for drinking, and yogurt. So send those recipes in, and uh, yeah, we'll see you on the other side. I'm so unhappy about Recipe Club. It's bringing me down. <laughs> this has nothing to do with my lack of sugar. <laughs> yeah, so in unhappy. his defense, he was unhappy about this before, too. This episode is brought to you by 20th Century Studios' Kingdom of the Planet of the Apes. As a ruthless king builds his empire at the expense of the remaining human race, a young ape will fight for the future of apes and humans alike. Kingdom of the Planet of the Apes, enter the kingdom in IMAX on May 10th and in theaters everywhere. Get tickets now.